0: You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. This is Bible teacher Nelson Walters and today We're talking about the number 666 from Revelation 13 and what the Apostle John taught his students about this number. Now, this is breaking news. 2,000-year-old news, but breaking news today because everyone, it seems, has forgotten this. In a dusty ancient book written 80 years after John wrote Revelation, the early church father Irenaeus wrote about a number of end-time subjects, giving us an interpretation of what the first and second century church fathers thought about a number of prophecy subjects when the end times begin, who the fourth beast will be, and the most extensive writing about 666 among the early church and the most authoritative. Why? Because Irenaeus spoke to an even earlier church father named Polycarp and asked him to explain what John himself said about 666. And guess what? Polycarp responded, the Apostle John had told him how to calculate the number, why the number 666 is used, what language to use when calculating and most important of all, when to do the calculation? And we're going to fill you in on all of this in today's study. In another recent video on the Nelson Walters YouTube channel about Prince Charles and the theory that his name equals 666, that discussion made me think about Irenaeus. When we're throwing out theories that this person or that person is the Antichrist based on the number 666, I think we should be very careful What the Apostle John thought about this is much more likely to be correct than what we think about it today. John, after all, was the one given the vision of Revelation in 95 to 96 AD, after all. If anyone understood it, it was John, and although we don't have his explanation in the Bible we do have testimony from two leaders of the early church speaking about what John actually said about this issue. That's pretty incredible and has to carry a lot of weight in regard to Prince Charles, by the way. His name's about to change in a month and his new name will be Charles III, King of England, and that's not going to equal 666, so in his regard, it isn't going to matter. But there will be other people whose names do add up to 666, and knowing what John thought the Bible meant about this subject is very key. Okay, let's get started with a little explanation of who these early church fathers were. The Apostle John was the writer, by all accounts, of the Gospel of John. The epistles of 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John, and, of course, Revelation. The vision of Revelation was given to him later in his life. John was definitely a prophet, given prophetic visions by Jesus and communicated by his angels. So although what John said about 666 outside of the Bible is somewhat hearsay, not written scripture, must state that clearly, it has to be the most authoritative hearsay out there. Certainly, what Nelson Walters or any other modern scholar thinks about 666 should not carry the same weight as what John the Apostle says. The second person in this loop is a man known as Polycarp in the book On Illustrious Men. The church father, Jerome, centuries later, wrote that Polycarp was a disciple of John the Apostle and that John had ordained him as a bishop of Smyrna. Polycarp is regarded as one of the three chief apostolic fathers, and he is the one who told us, when John wrote down Revelation the year during the reign of Roman Emperor Domitian. Polycarp's student, Irenaeus, in the midst of his writing about the significance of 666, tells us Polycarp attributed Revelation to John the Apostle and dated it, as we said, to the end of Domitian's reign, about 95 to 96 AD. This solves a number of debates in the church about who wrote Revelation, And when it was written, John the Apostle wrote it, and he wrote it long after the destruction of the temple in AD 70. If you've read or heard something different, are you really going to believe those scholars, or are you going to believe Irenaeus, who was only 80 years removed from the writing of Revelation? This then brings up the third early church father, this guy that we've been talking about, Irenaeus, who was the student of Polycarp. So John taught Polycarp, who taught Irenaeus, who wrote all this down in a book called Against Heresies. And he wrote that about 170 to 180 AD. It was a refutation of Gnosticism. And in it, Irenaeus advanced the idea that an authoritative canon of scripture existed. He wrote a creed of our beliefs and the authority of the church leaders. He also taught extensively about what the early church believed about end times. It is a book you really should consider reading. It isn't part of the Canada Scripture now, but it gives us one of the furthest back looks at what the early church truly believed. And one topic Irenaeus wrote about was the number 666. As we've been saying, this isn't surprising, because the way 666 is written about in Revelation thirteen eighteen makes it appear as a pretty big mystery. John wrote what the angel told him. This calls for wisdom. That tells us right off the bat that the Bible isn't going to explain right there in the context what this 666 is all about. So we have to go searching for it, either elsewhere in the Bible or possibly in other writings. Let's continue with what the angel told John. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and its number is 666. That's Revelation 13:18. So the angel told John to write that figuring out 666 would require wisdom, unique, God-given, Holy Spirit insight into this number. Let's see what Irenaeus has to say about this because his writings are the earliest on this subject. In the book Against Heresies, Irenaeus argues that 666 is a particularly appropriate number for the name of the beast. Here is a direct quote from that book. He sums up, and here he's talking about the Antichrist, in his own person, all the commixture of wickedness which took place previous to the deluge and that's Noah's flood, due to the apostasy of the angels. For Noah was 600 years old when the deluge came upon the earth, sweeping away the rebellious world for the sake of that most infamous generation which had lived in the times of Noah. And Antichrist also sums up every error of devised idols since the flood. Together, with the slaying of the prophets and the cutting off of the just. For that image which was set up by Nebuchadnezzar has indeed a height of sixty cubits, where the breadth was six cubits, on account of which Ananias, Azarias, and Mishael, when they did not worship it, were cast into a furnace of fire, pointing out prophetically by what happened to them the wrath against the righteous which shall arise toward the end of time. Do indicate the number of the name of the man in whom is concentrated the whole apostasy of six thousand years, and unrighteousness, and wickedness, and false prophecy, and deception, for which things sake a cataclysm of fire shall come upon the earth. That's Irenaeus against Heresies five. Point 29.2. So, in this passage, Irenaeus presents a very interesting analogy saying that the number 666 is really three separate numbers added together, and it is 660 and 6. This is, of course, correct. Koine Greek did not use Arabic numbers like we do today, but used letters to stand for numbers. Alpha was 1, beta was 2, etc. Irenaeus thinks that these numbers are derived from two sources, the age of Noah when the flood came, which was 600 years, and the size of Nebuchadnezzar's statue, which is 60 cubits and six cubits wide, 600 plus 60 plus six. He also mentions the apostasy of man being 6,000 years, which shows yet another six at a higher level even than that, although that isn't involved in the number the Bible states. This was Irenaeus' opinion. It's not scripture, but it is interesting that the Antichrist would contain within himself all the evil of the world before the flood brought on by the fallen angels, plus all the evil of the pagan idol-worshipping world after the flood, and that that would be reflected in this number. The part about the pre-flood world and the genetic mixing of angels and humans is very, very interesting and possibly very applicable to today. Irenaeus discusses this when he talks about how to calculate 666, and we're going to discuss that later in this study. Irenaeus then comments on the number 616 versus 666, and the dispute about those numbers. Which one is the correct number? I find that fascinating, that as soon as, you know, 75, 80 years after John wrote Revelation, this dispute was already occurring, and it's occurring today. For those of you not familiar with this dispute, the majority of ancient texts of Revelation have the number 666 in Revelation 13:18, the number you're familiar with, while a minority contain the number 616. Irenaeus argues that 666 and that version is correct, and that the 616 version was a copyist error. Amazing, isn't it? We think, like I said, that this is a modern dispute, but it goes back to the second century. As proof, Irenaeus states that 666 is found in the best and most ancient texts available to him, and more important than that, quote, those men who saw John face to face, end of quote, said 666 was the correct number. In other words, John said it was 666. This is mentioned in Irenaeus' Against Heresies 5.30.2. Therefore, when figuring out what number to use, if we're going to use it to figure out the name of the beast, 666 is the correct number. There isn't any modern argument that can supersede that, in my opinion. The most important part of this statement by Irenaeus is that he spoke to those who spoke directly to John about 666. In my opinion, this means that most, if not all of this section, is what John thought these things meant. Let's try to keep that in mind as we keep working through this. Now, after this portion, Irenaeus stresses that properly deciphering the number 666 is something that should wait to do the calculation only when it is more certain and less hazardous to await the fulfillment of the prophecy than to be making surmises and casting about for any names that may present themselves, inasmuch as many names can be found possessing the number mentioned. Irenaeus against Heresies 5.30.3 Irenaeus says, wait until you see the prophecy fulfilled. Then you can check out those names And see if they match 666. Because a lot of people are going to have names that work. And I agree with this completely. Don't look for 666 right now. It will only take you down the wrong path and deceive you and others. Don't look for 666 in Prince Charles or Trump or Mohammed bin Salman or the Pope, he says. You might find one that does match 666, but his name is just a coincidence. The time isn't right yet to actually go and try to figure out the name of the Antichrist. So what is the right time? Irenaeus tells us what John said about this as well. But knowing the sure number declared by Scripture, that is, 666, let them wait. In the first place, the division of the kingdom into ten. Then, in the next place, when these kings are reigning and becoming to set their affairs in order and advance their kingdom, let them learn to acknowledge that he who shall come, claiming the kingdom for himself, and he means the Antichrist by this, and shall terrify these men of whom we have been speaking, having a name containing the aforesaid number is truly the abomination of desolation. This too, the apostle affirms. Irenaeus against heresies 5.30.2 What could be clearer? Wait until the ten kings arise and a man comes to take their kingdom for himself. The line about terrifying them is likely what Daniel refers to about the plucking out of three of the ten horns in Daniel 7, 8. When this happens, he says, it is time to test whether that man is the Antichrist. If his name adds up to 666, he is the man. I find this very sound and very clear advice. And look what it says, that the apostle affirms this. Don't do the 666 calculation today or any day until the ten kings arise and the man who is going to be Antichrist tries to take over their kingdom. That is when 666 comes into play and should be used. In the same portion of his book, Irenaeus then states how to do the calculation. Listen to this. Reason also leads us to conclude that the number of the name of the beast, if reckoned according to the Greek mode of calculation, by the value of the letters contained in it, will amount to six hundred and sixty and six. To which I say, what? This is an absolute shock to me and probably to you. I assumed that if this practice of Dramatria, where letters are equal to certain numbers and you can add them up and come up with a number of a person's name, was to be used in the calculation, it would use Hebrew. John's native language, but that is not what Irenaeus says. He says it is Greek that is to be used, and the Greek method of calculation is to be used. So Greek gematria is the method to calculate the number of the beast. Now there are theories out there that the three Greek letters representing six hundred sixty and six in Revelation thirteen, chi, chi, sigma. Resemble the name of Allah in the Arabic script found in the Bismillah of Islam. And if you look at one ancient text, the Codex Vaticanus, these three Greek letters do slightly resemble the Arab script. However, as Irenaeus tells us, this is coincidence only. 666 is Greek gematia. Plus, only the Codex Vaticanus really looks like this. Other ancient Greek texts of Revelation don't match it in the same way. There is also a theory that 666 is the atomic weight of a pair of bases in the DNA molecule. Is this also coincidence? Well, in both cases, these aren't the primary meaning of 666. But in each case, they may point to a portion of the truth, not to the name of the beast, but to the elements about him. He will likely come from an Islamic country and DNA may have something to do with the mark of the beast. Both things may be true, but that's not the primary way we could tell the name of the beast or the primary use of 666, according to Irenaeus anyway. Look what Irenaeus says about this 1,900 years ago. He gave several examples of names that do equal 666. The name, Ivanthas, contains the required number. But I make no allegation regarding it. Then also, Latinos has the number 666. And this is a probable solution, this being the name of the last kingdom of the four seen by Daniel. For the Latins are they who at present bear rule. I will not, however, make any boast over this coincidence. Titan... The first syllable being written with two Greek vowels. Among the names which are found among us is rather worthy of credit. Irenaeus against Heresies 530.3 Did you notice what name he doesn't indicate? Nero Caesar, which is the most popular 666 solution. But that works in Latin and Hebrew, but not Greek. So Irenaeus doesn't even consider it. If the Latin is translated into Hebrew, the number 616 results, and if Greek is translated into Hebrew, it's 666. This is why the rabbis thought Nero might be a solution because it equals both numbers, but Irenaeus shows 616 simply is an error, and it's the Greek letters we need to consider in any 666 calculation. But let's look at that name Titan that he brought up again, and see what Irenaeus says about this. He goes on, For it has in itself the predicted number, 666, and it composed of six letters, each syllable containing three letters, and the word itself is ancient, and removed from ordinary use. Among many persons, too, this name is accounted divine, so that even the sun is termed Titan by those who do now possess the rule, and by that he means the Romans. Inasmuch, then, as this name Titan has so much to recommend it, there is a strong degree of probability that among the many names suggested we infer that perchance he who is to come shall be called Titan. We will not, however, incur the risk of pronouncing positively as to the name of Antichrist, or if it were necessary, listen to this, that his name should be distinctly revealed in this present time, it would have been announced by him who beheld the apocalyptic vision. For that was seen no very long time since, but almost in our day towards the end of Domitian's reign. Irenaeus against Heresies 5.30.3 I love that. Irenaeus says, If the name of the Antichrist was to be known now, God would have put it in Revelation. But the idea of Titans or giants in Greek mythology being related to 666, that is very interesting. Titans were chimeric creatures with angel and human DNA. Like we said, the atomic weight of a pair of DNA bases also equals 666. Will the Antichrist be a hybrid being the first possibly of many that have what we would call a genetic upgrade from human DNA. Now, we're made in God's image. Anything that is damaging the human genome is a downgrade, not an upgrade, but they would probably call it an upgrade. Now, is that part of a solution to the mysterious mark of the beast? And does this name Titan, that does add up to 666, partially imply that? Well... That's probably stretching things beyond what we can say with certainty, but it is interesting. It's something to keep in the back of your mind. This is Bible teacher Nelson Walters. I'm the founder of Last Days Overcomers, and we're holding conferences on how to prepare for the last days, how to prepare Christians for what is coming all over the USA. If you want to attend one and learn what the Bible says about how to prepare Visit us at lastdaysovercomer.org slash events and get tickets. If you want to contribute to this effort or volunteer, you can do so at that same website. Our YouTube channel, the Nelson Walters channel, has over 500 video teachings, just like this one. And we invite you to subscribe and join us there. Till then, blessings. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode.